Hey, it's Becca here from Who's Becca Stan? Coming at you from uh, here in North Carolina in episode three of Who's Becca Stan in the prequels. So, for those of you who just are joining us, I have accepted a teaching position in Tashkent, Uzbekistan for the coming school year. And I thought to document that experience, it would be fun to have a podcast. And I thought the process of moving to Tashkent, the story begins before I actually arrive. The story begins here in North Carolina. So I'm sort of tracking the few months um, before departure. And throughout the podcast, not just the prequels, the narrative that I'm tracking is three questions. What am I excited about? What am I puzzled by? And how long do I plan to stay? So, uh, over time, we'll see how those answers ebb and flow and change topics and just how the arc of the story plays out. So, jumping right in today, uh, what am I excited about? I am excited about my new colleagues at my new school in Tashkent. So at this point, I've been in touch with two of them in addition to the principal. And, you know, I think this is really my relatable point today, that as a human being, I don't think I'm alone in this desire that the desire to have meaningful connections with people and the desire to feel like when you're talking with someone that I'm not talking to an alien, that I'm talking to someone that I'm on the same wavelength as and have sort of, you know, the same goals, kind of same point of reality we're basing things off of. And... You know, just that really nice feeling when the conversation is flowing and you feel like you've got a really nice connection to people. So, my expectations may be a little bit high, but that is that is what I'm hoping to find in some of my colleagues there. Throughout the course of my adult life, I've realized that these connections are a lot more rare than I would have ever thought. And it really is catching lightning in a bottle. But from the two colleagues that I've been in touch with so far, both directly chatting with and via message, early indicators are very, very positive. And with the two people in question, both of them have taught public school before, like myself, and are now teaching internationally. And I just really got the feeling, oh, these people know what it's like. They know what it is like to be a public school teacher in your home country compared to teaching internationally at our new school. So, so that's already calmed me down a lot. At my previous international experience teaching at a university in China, I was, uh, I think, basically the only foreign teacher at my school who had taught public school before. 
they had a lot of, you know, other experience and a lot of different educational background than I had. But as far as teaching public school, I think I was the only one. And so some, sometimes I would sort of run into, I wish they could just appreciate things in the way I could and could kind of understand things in the way I could. So, so um, yeah, the thing I am excited about is my new colleagues and optimistic for meaningful connections there. Um, okay, in addition to all of the other reasons I'm excited, which the list is long, but that's the one I chose to focus on for today. Moving on to question two, which is, what am I puzzled by? Uh, last time in episode two, I talked about the bewilderment I feel in getting maintenance done on my condominium in preparation to uh, rent it and dealing with some real estate agents to manage my uh, property while I'm out of the country. And both of those projects are moving along. Got a wonderful repairman working on my bathroom. He's hopefully just got one more visit to finish that up, but that's looking good. And... Uh, have heard from the real estate agent and they're hopefully coming out to the unit next week to formalize an agreement that they will rent it for me for the coming school year. So that was the update on last episode's puzzling moment. So this week, the thing I'd like to focus on, this episode I'd like to focus on, what I'm puzzled by is... So I've turned a little corner in the story, and I'm now starting to tell friends and colleagues about the new position I've accepted. And as I'm telling people, you know, when you say Tashkent, Uzbekistan to people, they don't know where it is or, or what it is. So just puzzled by how is it the nation as large as America, that the average American doesn't have a lot of international knowledge and, or, and geography knowledge. And I understand because I was the same way before I lived overseas. And once I crossed the pond the first time, I, you know, wanted to know everything about every country and I read the State Department travel warnings and lots of travel blogs and so um but yeah just America we're just big and geographically isolated and the international knowledge just doesn't trickle down to people um that that significantly so Really what I'm doing a lot of is helping friends and colleagues understand where I'm going into Central Asia on the Silk Road. And, you know, as Americans, and I'm, I'm completely guilty of this myself, is jumping to a conclusion that something international is dangerous. You know, when there's actually... You know, people from other countries tend to think that America is dangerous. So, um, so yeah, so just working with sort of myths and perceptions and, you know, and as I do explain to people kind of where Uzbekistan is and 
you know, talk a little bit about its culture. You know, uh, pe people do see that it it is, at this point, I'm predicting a very safe place to be. And I hope I don't ever learn otherwise, but that's what all research indicates and from people firsthand living there. So, I've been talking a lot to people about, well, you know, there's South America on the map, Africa on the map, the big countries in Asia like China, and then there's the big blob in the middle that lots of people are not familiar with. That's Central Asia. Kazakhstan, otherwise known as Kazakhstan, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, and Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, all right there together. On the Silk Road. So I've been helping people find that on the map. And, you know, like I said, before I lived overseas, I was not attuned to these matters either. But as I began learning about the world, I just wanted to know more and more about it and all these other exotic locations. So, puzzled by getting more international information uh, to the average American. So, moving on to question number three. How long do I plan to stay? My initial uh, prediction still stands. I'm planning on staying there anywhere from nine months to four years. And the reason I've included that in the narrative of the podcast is myself and all of my expat friends, as our stories unfold, no one's story ends up how they think it's going to. And people's plans are just always in flux and People leave somewhere quicker than they thought or stay longer than they thought. So I'm tracking my feelings on that. Okay, so as we wrap up today, uh, uh, it's been pleasure to talk with you. I'm still taking my Uzbek lessons. More on that in future episodes. But in summary, I am excited about the prospect of meeting colleagues that I have a lot in common with. I am puzzled by how to help Americans be more geographically knowledgeable. And I'm planning staying nine months to four years. So, uh, salam and hayer ramat. So I said uh, goodbye and peace and thank you for being here. Uh, if you've got something on your mind that you would like me to comment on or questions on, please leave a comment and I'll try to address uh, anything that you might be curious about Uzbekistan. And as I have more firsthand knowledge, we'll look forward to rolling those into future episodes. So if you know a friend you think might be uh, interested in coming along on the ride with me to listen to Uzbekistan, Make sure to share the podcast with them. And again, I am Becca, and in a few months, I will be crossing the big pond to teach English in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. Thank you for joining me and listening.